up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We'll look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Kate. Kate, good to see you this evening. Yeah, good to be back. Sorry I had to miss last week. Hey, you know, it happens. It happens. Next, we've got from the domain of cats, apparently, Pete. Pete, glad to have you with us. What cats? What cats? No yeah, cats I, here. I, I, know, I know, never, <laughs> no cats anywhere. <laughs> and we've got a full platoon tonight. We've got Steve. Steve, how you doing? Hi, hey. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Sometimes that's all we can ask. Okay? <laughs> if not, not already, please like, subscribe, share. That way you'll never miss any episodes we got coming up. And we've got some kind of fun ones coming up. So make sure you're there. And so you can always be aware of what's going on tonight. As requested by Kate, we are doing Sword in the Stone. It is actually the Sword in the Stone 60th anniversary of when it came out. Wow. Um, so it came out in 1963. It was uh, the last full movie that uh, Walt actually had a hand in. Last full animated movie that Walt actually had a hand in. Um, he did participate in Jungle Book, but it came out after he had already gone. So this is actually the first one that the last one that he had a beginning to end input in when he wasn't dealing with Disneyland and Disney world. So uh, tells the story of Merlin and King Arthur as a child up until he pulls the sword out of the stone. Spoiler alert. So Kate, this was your choice. Yeah. I know this is something we watched as a kid. You were really excited about what is magical. What is still magical about this movie? Okay, so I have such fond memories of this movie. At least I thought I had such fond memories of this movie. Um, I am so drawn to Arthur. His just, his childlike manner, his just honesty. I just love the character of, of Wart or Arthur. Um, Archimedes had me laughing out loud. It was one of the few characters that had me laughing out loud. And, um, okay. So this is where we talk about what we liked. Yes. The thing to me that made this movie, um, was the music, believe it or not. I loved how everything was enhanced and was accented by the music. I kept getting drawn back to um, the background music and how, like, cause we don't, you don't really have that anymore in today's movies. It's different. Um, but just the way that the music accented, like when Archimedes wings opened or when, um, Mad Madam Mim and Merlin were marching and it was like, bump, 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 bump
like went in a circle real fast and then they kept walking. Um, I loved that. I loved that. I, I also, um, Kate, as you should, it won the Oscar. It did. I didn't know that. So, and, and rightfully so the music really made it. Um, okay, Pete, you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this is that time period we we talked about it in the last episode uh, when we were talking about the shorts and I think it was Aquamaniacs goofy. or something yeah. the Goofy short from this time period that they had uh, starting with I think 101 Dalmatians they I, I don't know the specifics of it but they changed how they animated things to reduce the cost and I think it was using like mimeographs or things like that but anyways it makes the lines the black lines heavier. And so there's this the shift that happened between I want to say it was between um, uh, Sleeping Beauty and then the things that followed it where that shift happened. And so this was that 60s style of animation that Disney had. I don't always like it. I liked it in this. It I thought it worked really well for a lot of the sequences in this uh, in, in this. Um, in this movie, like the, the, like the storm sequence, the mm-hmm. underwater secret sequence when, uh, when Arthur was a, when Wart was a fish, um, even the mat, the Madame Mims, a lot of, a lot of really quality animation for that. And I apologize for my cat. She's being very snuggly. Uh, yeah. A lot of very quality animation in this movie. I thought I was, I was impressed with the, with the animation. So that was my big what was magical? What about you, Steve? Um, for me, it was two parts of the like of the sequences that I really enjoyed, and I think like Kate, because I know this is one of the things I sent in of to Derek when I started first watching the Plus Platoon. Hey, Sword in the Stone. Um, the first one was the sequence with Arthur turned into the squirrel. Um, just mm-hmm. great piece of animation ends in a very sad note. That poor, poor it girl. Ends girl. The most sad note. Yeah. Oh, the worst. But just that entire sequence, and then the battle with Madame Mem and Merlin, just a great sequence. Music, just the battling back and forth. Um, those two were the highlights for me. Um, as my husband said, is those were like fives out of the entire movie. Um, so those two would be the parts that stood out to me the most. Derek. Um, for me, I would argue this has the best physical humor of any Disney animated movie. As far as it reminds me, like, especially the wolf, as far as him chasing Wart as both the human and the, I mean, that whole squirrel sequence is probably in the top five five minutes of any Disney movie as far as humor and action and just enjoyability. Um, I also, Kate, I'm sorry. Archimedes is my soul is my spirit animal. (laughs) Archimedes is my spirit animal. Oh my God. While I was watching this, (laughs) I literally was like, Archimedes is Derek. Derek is Archimedes. Especially the part when he's like, something, something about the boy? What boy? I don't see a boy around here. And then he comes and then he reaches out and grabs the cup. (laughs) And I'm sorry, the best laugh potentially in all of cinema 
is when the airplane dives and Archimedes dies laughing. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> just that. I mean, Archimedes is probably top five Disney sidekicks of all time. Just, if, I mean, if you like, as far as a straight humorous sidekick and antithesis to Merlin. I mean, yeah, because you can put like it. It made me think of Cogsworth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. To so, Lumiere, yeah. like he's the co- he is the Cogsworth yes. to Lumiere. Which is I, Cogsworth is much. I love David. You are also Lumiere. Cogsworth. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the just some of the the humor really really worked for me. Let's also say the songs were Sherman Brothers. So. This was the first fully animated movie that they worked on. Yeah, I, I'm going to say they were not top tier Sherman Brothers. Though. Not Sorry, Sherman Brothers songs, but compared to but some the, of the but, other songs, compared yeah. to some of the later songs, like the ones in Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, have we watched Robin Hood? No, no. God, add that to our list. Um, who did yeah. the music for Cinderella? Uh, the original not, Cinderella, not the, not the Sherman Brothers. The no, only was... reason I ask is because the song that. Merlin sings reminded oh. me of Bippity Boppity Boo. Yeah, it was a it was a poor man's ripoff of it was Bippity a Boppity Boo. Bippity yeah. Boppity. Oh, okay, that, yeah. that tracks it, that for sure. Because I thought the same thing. I was yeah. I, in fact, in fact, it got me singing. I was going Alakazula, yes, same, same, same. That's why I was wondering yeah. if it was the same. Just wait a second, that's not what it is. I sing Higgadus Figadus. So, well, um, good for you, yeah, I know. What's Higgadus Figadus? That's what this was. That's the song that Merlin sings. Oh, oh, song, I, I'm so sorry. I misunderstood. I thought you meant that the Higgadus Figgadus, that the song that Merlin sang made you think. Uh, sorry, I misunderstood. Okay. No, mine goes the other way. Yeah. Then again, I watched this. This is one of the first VHS of the Disney classic editions that came out. This came out in like 86 or 87 on VHS. So this was one of the first. You know, those big, thick, plastic Disney movie cases. This was one of the first ones. Okay. So, um, let's talk about the voice talent on this. Um, Sir Ector being also Bagheera. Being also the narrator on the Winnie the Poohs. Who's Bagheera? Uh, jungle, jungle, jungle Brook. Got it, got it, got it, got it. That I okay. Yeah. Also being the narrator on the Winnie the Poohs. I mean that voice. That I mean that is a Disney standard voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, here in a little bit, I'll talk about some of the voices that were not so great. Um, Ooh, I do want to talk about one in particular. Well, I think we're all thinking about the same voice that was really not good. Um, but. I just think this does. Ha- I think this does have a lot going for it. Okay, does anyone else see Sir Kay and think the brothers from Tangled? Them looking similar. I, I didn't think of that, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. The the brothers in Tangled. The, the, the kidnapping got the two dude kidnapped. Yeah, I forget the names. Are with, like, are with originally with Flynn to steal the thing, yeah. and they end up kidnapping her at the end. Oh, ooh. Apparently, I haven't seen that movie in a hot minute. Okay. Uh, Vault of Disney knowledge. I mean, come on. <laughs> there. I'm working on it. Okay. But I just think... Stabbington is... Brothers. Okay. I think this does have a lot going well for it. Steve, I'm going to give you first shot at what wasn't so great. Story. 
when they pulled the sword out of the stone, they need to pull some story out of there. Because I look at it as it was all these little short little vignettes, which were all the same. Mm-hmm. Merlin turns Arthur into an animal, da da da, and learns some sort of lesson, I guess. And then uh, it's the same Marax- lesson every time, too. Lesson. And Miraxley, <laughs> the other sire, whatever, is sick. So now Wart gets to go. And Miraxley pulls out the sword out of the stone, and the story's done. And then, um, as my husband was saying, is we finally get to any villain at an hour into the movie, and it's for 10 minutes. And Mim's a great villain. I mean, they needed more Madame Mim. So to me, it was lack of story. Um, I haven't read the origin, the origin where it comes from, so maybe, Nirik, you could talk about if you know more about the story. But <clears throat> I just felt other, other than <laughs> other than Arthur and the sword, I don't think there's anything from um, the, Mer, no Merlin, Merlin, Merlin. Merlin okay. is, um, but anyway, the original in the original Arthurian legend, this is how Arthur becomes king: is he does pull a sword from the stone. No, it is not Excalibur. Excalibur is actually given to him by the Lady of the Lake. But this is a different sword. But this is how in the Arthurian legend he becomes king of England, and it was originally set up by Merlin, that Merlin said, this is how it's going to happen. Um, if he did not come back from Bermuda, that actually also would have followed the Arthurian legend because at some point when he's just about to mature, Merlin disappears. And we don't see Merlin the rest of the Arthurian legend. Huh. Um, okay. I've got some issues with this, definitely. Uh, we're going to start with Wart's voice. Um yes. Mainly because there are three different young men who actually do his voice. Is that why? I was yes. like, is this kid in puberty or something? Well, because this uh, doesn't make yes. any sense. Actually, yes. The first kid, the really high-pitched one, uh-huh. his voice changed as they were shooting it. <laughs> so that so was it. the director got his two sons uh-huh. to come in and do the rest of the voices. Now, this could have worked if they had done like early scenes with a higher pitch and then it got a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. That would have tracked. Right. But the fact that it changes in the middle of scenes. It was so distracting. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed it because I was like, not only is he terrible, like he he was also genuinely terrible in most of his line readings. Yes. Um, Or they. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't Mm -hmm. even realize that. I was, I was like, this doesn't even sound like the same kid from shot to, from line to line. It wasn't. wasn't. And let's not also mention that that voice, though, did distract from how bad some of the British accents were. (laughs) He was also, he also, did you notice, didn't have a British accent. He had, he was an American King Arthur. Um, Yeah. I kind of forgive that in animated movies. I mean, it is what it is. Some characters, Um, you know, Pete, I'm definitely with you on, you know, it felt like it felt like many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. It was definitely different vignettes that were not tied together. Um, specifically for me, the fish one could have been jettisoned completely um, because th- when they started the, the fish one, that's about the point where I'm going, okay, how far into this are we? How much more of this do we have to go? Um it's, I mean, it definitely drug in places. It definitely had, I mean, it was very loosely connected to the Arthurian legends. Um, 
But I don't know. Kate, what didn't work for you? So I was so disappointed, y'all, because I remember just loving this movie. Um, Let me rephrase. I remember loving parts of this movie as a kid. I remember loving Merlin. And I think, I mean, not to get too personal, but like, I feel like he was the fatherish figure that I never really had. And so I think I connected to that as a kid because I wanted someone to look out for me the way that Merlin was looking out for Arthur, which I know is twisted and weird. I know, I know. No, it works. I get it. But I think that that's why I had, I just, I loved Merlin. And every Merlin has an Archimedes. I mean, look throughout everything. Every Merlin has an Archimedes. Mm. Um, am I? Are you the Archimedes to my Merlin, Derek? No, there's going to be a better. We'll no come comment. up with a better, no with a better thing. No comment on that um, one. But I, as I'm watching it, like I started the movie, and I was so excited, right? That I was ready to be just like riveted the whole time, because that's how I remember watching it as a kid. I had it on VHS. And we got like 30 minutes into it. And I was like, okay, okay, like, okay, I remember this. And we, I, I had to pause it because I had to go pick my husband up from the airport. And we came back and I was like, we have to finish Sword in the Stone as soon as I get home. And we get home and it's like, I loved the squirrel scene. I think that it was so, I mean, that's, in my opinion, um, just uh, animation genius. The way that you feel the emotions from these squirrels. And yes, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. I was really hoping that there was going to be like a... Especially when he mentions they, once they mate, they mate for life. So now this girl squirrel has nobody. Well, I, for some reason in my adolescent brain... I was like, no, 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 it's okay because she comes back later when like Arthur is in a in in peril and she like helps fight the battle for Arthur to win. I don't know where I came up with that in my brain. <laughs> I don't know where you came up with that, Kate. But listen, that would have been a great story twist, right? Like that would have been a great callback to what yeah, happened. And Merlin turns him into a squirrel and they run off and live happily ever after. And he gives well, up the I mean, it's fine. And so, um, I, I guess I made this movie into something it wasn't in my head. I thought Mad Madam Mim had a way bigger role than she does. She really doesn't have that big of a role. I thought she was... I almost put her on the same level as like Cruella, where she's like so crazy and so evil. And she's not. I mean, she's nuts. Like, she's a whack job, but... Yeah, and I said to Casey, I leaned over and I said, "This, I think this scared me when she turned into a snake. I think that scared me when I was a kid. But the music was great. The storyline, it just had no... No, like why is Merlin teaching him about turning into animals like what how is that going to help him become worthy of pulling the sword from the stone there was no there's no overarching story no at all and I don't know what I guess over the years my brain just like formulated a story that isn't there (laughs) and I'm so like I know all of you I'm curious to see your rankings on this because I know all of you didn't like um, 
My other pick. You guys have not liked any of my picks. No, you did the Sandlot. You picked the Sandlot. Oh, my God. I literally today asked Casey on the drive home from the airport. I was like, someday, can we be Squints and Wendy Peppercorn for Halloween? He was like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, get out of my car. Why did you marry this guy? Why did you marry him? I had to say, once I said the Sandlot, he was like, oh, yeah. But um, the rescuers down under. I know you all didn't like the rescuers down under, but at least it had a storyline. Like at least it had a a character. That that was better. So I'll say the main reason I didn't like the rescuers down under is because I grew up with the rescuers and the rescuers were barely in the rescuers down under. So that that kind of annoyed me. If I remember correctly, the rescuers is horribly sad and scary. And oh my gosh! So scary, scary when she gets stuck in the well. Oh, uh-huh. Yes. Okay. It is. For, Sorry, for we digress. Age, for, for our age, when we were the yeah. first ones seeing it in the theaters, the yes. only thing scarier was Pinocchio. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fair. Pinocchio that's was fair. bad. So so it was just it was it was it, it it I have been wanting to watch it for a long time, thinking that it was way better than it was. It just wasn't. Pete, you go. <laughs> so you guys have hit a, hit a lot of my thoughts as well. Um, there is absolutely no story in this movie at all. I mean, there's the story in theory is that Arthur or that Merlin is training Arthur, but there's never that isn't even really the there, no. there isn't really a story there because they just do stuff together, and then Merlin tells him brains over brawn three different times um so it's like they had seen ideas but they didn't have a way to put them together into a story and then they just gave up and i don't know it's it's i i this was one of the few movies i never showed my daughter and my wife and i watching this were like well we made the right call on that one (laughs) (laughs) um i do remember the merlin and madame mims show uh scenes from that that would be shown on uh disneyland or disney whatever the show was when i was a kid the wonderful world of disney i think it was called on sunday nights so i remember that one scene i don't remember anything else from this movie um i nodded off part through the squirrel scene oh. so uh i did see the end of it but i i mean i was kind of fading in and out it was i mean i was just on the couch but it, <sighs> this movie was boring it was boring and then like they got to some semblance of a plot right at the end and then they make him king and he's and it's like all right you're the king here's your castle you're all by yourself like there's no court there's no one to support him there's no you know and then merlin comes back like genie you know, <laughs> and from Bermuda, and I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, there was a lot of problems with this movie. Yeah, um, I'm just but, not going to recommend movies anymore. No, keep recommending them. I know. I I'm glad I saw it because it was one that I hadn't seen. Um, but yeah, it's not. It wasn't very good. So there were some good there were some good sequences in it. I will say that. But as a as a as a complete. I don't know how long was it? It felt like it was two hours. I think it was 70 minutes. Yeah, Um, it was it was not a it was not an entertaining movie. Okay, well, in my view, what we all thought of it. So, Kate, going to start with you, as always. What's your pixie dust rating for Sword in the Stone? Um, I'm going to give it a two. 
And it gets a two because uh, Merlin, because of the relationship between Merlin and Archimedes and Arthur. Like, uh, mm, see, I almost want to move it to a two and a half, but I, I got, I got, it's the storyline is just, it's just, well, no, make it a two and a half because my twos have been pretty, that's a pretty tough one. So make it a two and a half. Okay. I'm it done. Oh. Secret Invasion a two. Okay. Yeah. Give it a two and a half. Uh, I'm going to give this a two, Kate. Sorry. I, that's I okay. Think that's, I think that's similar. Um, again, yeah. Actually, Ar- I, I didn't say it, but Archimedes was entertained. There were bits and pieces of this were entertaining. It's not the worst thing you can watch. As I said, there's some good sequences in it. The animation was quality. Uh, you did mention the music. Uh, but as a repeatable watch, it's not something I will probably go back to anytime soon. Steve? Kate, I feel you. I, I think the same thing. I love the Madame Mim sequence, and that gets a five for me. But overall, it's a two, which just kills me. So I think I have this misconception. I think, Pete, it's growing up seeing the little sequences on TV that I have this good memory of it. But overall, yeah. it's bad. It, ha- it has the potential <laughs> to be so good. Yes. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, but... it has the potential. Go ahead, Derek. And I regard you it's there, guys. This gets a three for me. Realistically, yeah. Me. Realistically, if you cut out the fish sequence, I liked the movie. You can't okay. Look at the same thing though. If you watch Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh and cut out the birthday sequence, uh, it's a great movie. The birthday sequence massively drags down. Well, I think this is when you have to say, who are you and what have you done? This is not Derek. Except you have to remember, I am all about the old classics. I am all about the old classics. Yeah. What did you give? Look up what you gave Rescuers Down Under. Uh, I I I just had. I gave Rescuers Down Under a three. I think Derek just shocked all of us. Wow, um, Derek! This I, might be the first time you've ever given the highest rating. No, it's not. It's not. It's not? No. What and was the other one? This isn't even the biggest spread. What was the other one? Swiss Family Robinson. Oh yeah, you I are. I gave it a four and a half, and you yeah. guys were all two, two twos and two and a halfs. Yeah, so. you did. Yeah, you are a big Swiss Family Robinson fan. I, I forgot mean, about yeah. that. And for me, because I remember again, it's I remember watching all of these as old and I remember zoning out on the fish sequence because if you get rid of the fish sequence and you just look at it as if you look at it as 10 minute 15 minute cartoons stuck together it's kind of funny you look at it kind of like mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh which are literally 15 minute cartoons stuck together um I do want to say that I knew that I knew Merlin's voice from somewhere he was in the movie, the Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds. Yes, he was. He was also Lars Hansen in Little House on the Prairie, which I grew up watching. Now, where did you... Okay, we have heard Mad Madam's Mim voice recently. Where did we hear Mad Madam Mim's voice? And this I, is, I, I this could is not tell you. Cut. I will be impressed if you guys get this. No idea. Okay, super it's deep. Probably another, what? what? She was, Secret she was, Invasion? No. I said she oh. was. She was nice. the maid in 101 Dalmatians. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I could see really? that. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But wait, hold on. Wasn't she, wasn't her voice also the maid in uh, Mary Poppins? No. No, it wasn't the maid, but she was a cow in Mary Poppins. 
She was the she was in the barnyard. She was the cow. Yeah, that so, that doesn't surprise me because they use they used a lot of the same voice actors. Yes. In I in mean, look, you movies. know, Wicked Stepmother from Cinderella and Maleficent and right. Madame the original Madame Leota in Haunted Mansion are all the same woman. So, yeah. and and let's not talk. Let's not even forget Sterling Holloway. So, um, okay. For this next part, we are bringing in our producer Gina. And we're going to talk about we've been watching our way through Rebels coming up to Ahsoka on actually premieres this week. Now, it's on now. Well, it will from when <laughs> taping this, yes, it has been it is on now. <laughs> but we will bring it on next week, mainly because we all have lives and we can't watch it immediately. <laughs> but um this we watched uh, Rebels uh, season four episode thirteen, which was the world between worlds one, which is you know the time jumping and the portals and love it. I love it. Quantum <laughs> leap Star Wars style. Love it. And episode fifteen slash fifteen sixteen, which was the finale where Ezra and Thrawn get sucked off by these space whales. The purgle. <laughs> space whales. <laughs> mm-hmm. And space whales. But then. The last like two minutes of the episode is probably the most important for Ahsoka, yes. where we essentially find out that this and if it doesn't do this, it's going to have big issues. But it, Ahsoka <laughs> will actually take place post Battle of Yavin, when Battle of Endor and Battle of Endor and Battle of Endor. Yeah, sorry, I meant Battle of Endor. Sorry, um, post Battle of Endor, where, um, okay, Green Gal. With Hera. The, with Hera. Hera, thank you. I should remember that for my Greek mythology. Hera goes to find Ahsoka because they want to go find Ezra. And from what I've seen, they're going to bring the band back together in order to... It's going to be Blues Brothers. They're going to bring the band back together to be Let's able to go find Ezra. And because the only one we haven't seen in the previews, well, there's two we haven't seen. We haven't seen Drax. Is it Drax? Zeb. 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 Whatever. It looks like tracks. It's fine. Whatever. We do what you're talking about. Which I hope, which Gene and I have talked about this. I hope they do that as practical effects rather than CGI. Yeah, that'd be cool. And we haven't seen Ezra. So we, we well, we see a in the shadow in the trail in the trailer. We see the same hologram message that he left in right, but we this last episode. Him. But we don't actually see him. Right. Uh, but they, they have ca- they've cast somebody. And there's yes. a back of his head. Yeah. So yeah. Back, Ooh, of back of his head. Ooh. Um, that was my so <laughs> right. what okay. Pretend you haven't watched any of these episodes yet. What do we need to know for Ahsoka? Well, well I haven't said, watched Ahsoka yet. <laughs> yeah, no, what you just said. No, what you just said. The trailer. Okay, so the trailer shows them looking for Ezra. So we know that Sabine, Hera, Zeb yeah. are together with Ahsoka to find Ezra and defeat Thrawn. That's what we think. Right. Yeah. So to point out in in things that we have watched and some things that we haven't, uh season one of season one of man no season two of mandalorian was where ahsoka first showed up yes and in that she was looking for thrawn that's the only 
That's the only relation yeah, that episode had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's, she was already looking for Thrawn in that episode. Um, subsequently in the last season of Mandalorian, there were mentions of Thrawn that when they had, um, Giancarlo Esposito, I can't remember his characters, Moff Gideon, and they had the council and everything, and they were talking about is Thrawn coming back or whatever. So, so clearly this is all leading up to Thrawn. I, I don't think this is a spoiler because no one said anything. I think there's no way Thrawn gets defeated in this ah- Ahsoka season because I no, think because huh? no. I think he's um, being set up for the I'm going to call it the Favreau verse. Uh, you know, okay. they, they, they've said they're going to do a, a, a final movie wrap eventually wrapping up Mandalorian and everything. So I think that Thrawn is going to be the big bad for that. So I'm I'm not saying he won't be in here and he might not he might lose or something, but I think that uh I don't think they're setting they're I don't think we're gonna see like Thrawn come no. back and then be defeated in the same series. No. no. <laughs> because let's face so. it, ladies and gentlemen, we know that the Empire ends up winning in during this period of time. So No, no, this is Battle this is Endor, no. This is after, after. Endor. So this right. is but 20 but 30 years later they're back. So well, they're, they're back as the first order. Yes. Well, we're not counting those. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um so I this think not part of that. Yeah, I think I, I mean I totally agree with you. It's we're going to get the we're going to get the rebels man back together. We're going to go find Ezra and in the process they're going to find Thrawn and he's going to come back too. Um that's, I think, the main story uh, from the trailers that they've released. There's clearly some of Sabine having been trained by Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And from um, I'm also seen. Now, I don't know if. Ezra. Right. So I don't I don't think that is as a Jedi. I think that's just Force being, being, tra- being trained to use the lightsaber and things. Yeah. Uh, one one part of Rebels we didn't watch is at one point uh, Sabine got the dark saber, if you remember that from the Mandalorian, yes. and uh, Kanan trained her to wield the dark saber. So she had, and and the dark saber is essentially a lightsaber. So it may be that case that Sabine was was just being trained in how to fight with a lightsaber or something. I don't know. We're gonna find out. We'll see. Um, but it feels like it's gonna be Ahsoka and Sabine are the main characters, and then Hera is gonna be involved as well. Um, so and again, we haven't seen Zeb in the trailers. That doesn't mean he isn't gonna show up. We've I seen would, Chopper. We've seen Chopper. Chopper's we've there. Seen Chopper. I mean, Chopper will definitely be there. That's you know. So get a droid. That's cool. The biggest, the biggest a hole of a droid in all of Star Wars. I love Wars. him. He's the best droid. <laughs> I can understand him. I like him the best because I can understand him. <laughs> I speak uh, Chopper. Anyway, Chopper Archimedes. Oh, Archimedes. Archimedes all day. <laughs> Derek would be Chopper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Chopper's too helpful. <laughs> uh there's a lot well you, you didn't watch the whole series there's a lot no, of episodes where series. because let's face it i owe some marvel people an apology that if we have to watch all of like rebels and that crap just to enjoy this series like we did all of marvel crap you're both equally ridiculous on the amount of backstory that is required to enjoy your shows well hopefully don't yeah. 
hopefully they can make this as a show that is enjoyable for people that know all this lore and people that don't. I think the best Star Wars like Andor and the first season of Mandalorian, you don't really need to know a lot. Um, I, think I just you, like knowing. I just like yeah. knowing. I like knowing. Oh, I don't it, think it, you have to know. And it should make I it like. better. As I said, you know, to me, watching watching the end of Rebels and then going back and watching the Ahsoka trailer, you're like, whoa! <laughs> so, at least I was. Yeah. No, but, it's great. Kate, yeah. we'll get through this, okay? <laughs> I, I just, I, I resonate so much with what you said about like, but how much backstory do we actually need to watch this? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I feel that uh, this coming from somebody who is a big, big, big Marvel fan. So uh-huh. I, get I get it. Now but you see where I'm coming from no, on I that think, one too. I, I will but say honest, though. Go ahead, Pete. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, honestly, I think what what we watched over the last couple of weeks was enough. I really do. It was. Yeah. It was. I will say, oh shoot, what was I going to say? Something about uh, how you oh, like Rebels. I will say, yeah. This show is much, much, much. This show being Rebels, much easier to watch than Clone Wars. Yes, one hundred percent. Clone Wars, yes. like the problem is because Casey and I originally had wanted to do all of Star Wars in chronological order, and then we we bailed out in Clone Wars. We were like, "This is awful. We can't watch this." If Clone Wars wasn't a thing, we might have made it all the way through. But yeah, I w- I still would say if you're going to do Star Wars chronological order, just skip the animated shows. I mean, if if you're if you real to me, the animated shows are all deep dive. Yeah, right. Super they're deep. they're it's they're, they're yeah. either they're designed on two levels. They're designed for like kids to watch, just watch an episode, and, and they're designed for like the crazy super people. Star Wars nerds like Gina. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Steve's kind of Steve's kind of on the edge. Right? You could say the same thing about some of the Marvel TV shows that we watched. Right, but none yeah. of them are animated. Mm-hmm. And but, I would I would totally say like you can it you can watch. Uh, if you want to watch Marvel sequentially, you do not have to watch the Punisher. Uh, the yeah, right, the all the all the Netflix, uh, the Defenders ones. They're you don't very have to good, watch. but you don't. Some have of them to are watch. very. Some of them are very good. Same thing with Agents of Shield. There's some seasons of Agents of Shield yeah, that's very agreed. good, but you can completely skip over seven seasons of Agents of Shield and still know all the other. You know, there's there's yeah. not a lot in there that's I necessary. Only two movies. Right. That's fair. Well, no, it's like 40, right? <laughs> it's a lot. We did it, but it's a lot. Yeah. Star Star Wars, quite honestly, for all it, the, the shit it gets, is a lot less. It's like, what, yes. 11 movies? 11, 12 and, movies. Uh, well, 11 movies. 11, 11 movies. And if you, again, if you One skip the action. animated stuff, there's Two, like four. Three. Four, three. Three, Boba Fett, Man- Andor, Ahsoka, Mandalorian, right? Well, uh, okay, four now. Yeah, now four. Yeah. So, so, so it is much shorter to watch if you if you just skip, skip the skip the Clone Wars, the animated. And I and again, you know, Kate, if you ever want to do it, that's the way I would do it: is just watch the movies and the TV shows, and that's it. You can yeah. do it in like six months. You get into Clone Wars and even Rebels. You know, I said you, we hit the highlights here. If you if you did follow along, it gives you a good idea what the characters are. Um, and you know, I think I think that's all we're gonna. You're really gonna need for Ahsoka. Yeah. And again, if they do it right, you really wouldn't even need that. Okay. 
That's fair. And for Clone Wars, just watch that last season because that's from all that Ahsoka anyway, too. <laughs> or don't. So the last, the last season, I like the last season. Of the last season, the, it there is some good stuff in Clone Wars, but I'm just saying. And as I said, I love Rebels, and I'll recommend it to anybody. Yeah. But I still say, like, if there's things you're going to skip, it's Clone Wars. Skip yeah. these. Skip. But, skip the animated stuff. Bad batch is good so. too. Anyway, but that's okay. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh huh. Well, huh. Oh, sorry. Um, Kate, what are we going to get plus news this week? Again, ahead, Darren, Kate. why are you here? <laughs> uh, don't want okay. Star Wars, don't want Marvel. Listen to the first 30 minutes of the show. <laughs> that is why so, I am here. Okay. So we got to do more. We got to do more vault shows, is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, Might coming. I suggest Robin Hood? No. Oh, Kate, you're not the next choice, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> you don't like Robin Eastern. Hood, Kate? Uh, you don't like Robin Hood? Okay, it's, Kate, it's what do okay. we got for the Disney Plus news? <laughs> yeah, don't listen to my suggestions, because my suggestions are not great. Although I do quote Robin Hood quite a bit. Okay, uh, first up in the Disney Plus news, Ahsoka will be released on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Is that, I oh no, that's 9 Eastern. Eastern. Yep. standard time for the length of its run this is a change from most of the previous disney plus series so it drops on tuesdays instead of whatever the other wednesdays wednesdays, wednesdays. So. yeah it would it would uh, most of the shows would drop wednesday at midnight pacific yeah so they're releasing it like six hours earlier but it lets people watch it tuesday Right. All right. Next up, the Percy Jackson series will debut on Disney Plus on December twentieth. I don't know much about Percy Jackson, but I think I'm going to like this. Is is think very very mythological. Very, it's a young boy who deals with a lot of the different, especially Greek gods and goddesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it Harry potential. Potter. It's like yeah. Harry Potter, but with is it gods. is it Marvel? No, no. no, no, it's, no, a no, no, no. it's a book. It's like a book series, like Harry it's Potter series. Yeah. yeah. Rick oh, Reardon. maybe I should look into reading the Percy Jackson books. Uh, I would honestly, I would suggest reading at least the first one to to really yeah. get. Yeah, then the series would make a whole lot more sense. Yeah, Lightning okay. Thief is the first one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I was, I'm in my daughter's room. I was looking to see if she had it on her shelf, but she doesn't. <laughs> Um, next up, Loki season one, WandaVision, and The Mandalorian season one and two are all going to be released on Blu-ray later this fall in time for Christmas. This may be the first step in making sure that true fans have access to the series in case they are removed from Disney Plus. That I feel like that would be very, very dumb for them to re- to take those off. How much do you get? I mean, they spent a hundred million dollars on Willow and it's nowhere to be found. Wow. Yeah. Um I, fair, but I feel like the people will revolt. The peasants will rise. Compared to how they're acting now, where they're losing 14 million subscribers a month. Yeah. I mean, just saying. Wait a minute. They're losing 14 million in subscribers, or they're actually losing 14 million subscribers? 14 million subscribers. Disney Plus is, honestly, Disney it's Plus tanking. is cratering. It's really tanking. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, and, and their solution seems to be they're going to put less out, which less is more, and more money is less. Although at this point, they don't have a choice. Pay more with no, with no actors and no writers, they don't have a choice. Well, oh, yeah. well, yes, yes, that's that's true. That's true but I'm just saying, it sounds okay. It's, but would you rather have more of the crap we've been watching lately? Or no, I'd rather have their true. catalog. Or, 
they don't have their catalog. So, right. Yeah. Well, which, which you have. Yeah. I just don't want them to take it. But out. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm oh, very disappointed. Let's not, price bump. let's not forget the massive price bump that's coming yeah. in October. Pay more for less. Yes. Yeah. I'm very disappointed that they haven't come up with more series like, and I know it wasn't successful, but like National Treasure and yeah, like Willow right. and things like that. It's like everything doesn't have to be Star Wars. Everything doesn't have to be a hundred million dollars. Or how about something that has a unique new, new idea? Well, that's asking way too much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's asking way too much. Come on. But let's face it. If they're pulling in all these different, these different franchises that they think they need series for and the series are terrible. What's it really getting them? Right. So, okay. Yeah. Next week, as we have been talking all for like a month, we're going to be doing the premiere of Ahsoka. So if you want to come listen to Pete and Gina geek out about it and the rest of us really tell you what it was really about and how it really was, okay. <laughs> make sure you tune in next week. Um, as we do have actually a couple gaps coming up that we need ideas. I would love, guys, in two weeks, I have an idea, but I would love for one of our fans, definitely, and we're going to really put a plug out, tell us what you want us to watch. Email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Facebook message us, Instagram message us, send us, send me a carrier pigeon. Even better would be send me a pigeon, a uh, swallow carrying two coconuts. <laughs> but, um, okay, Kate, nothing, nothing no, on that it's one. Two swallow, <laughs> it's two swallows carrying a coconut. Coconut. Sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> African or European. That's that's so, how anyway. I learned the Arthurian legend. Yes, mm-hmm. which was more which which was more it's accurate more- than this movie. <laughs> oh, so, very much so. <laughs> and it's a pity Disney hasn't bought that one yet because oh my gosh, would That's that be next week's show instead of Ahsoka? <laughs> so as the counterpoint to Sword in the Stone. No, it would. It would, Pete, and you would go with it completely. <laughs> so. I'd also watch Ahsoka and talk about it though. <laughs> or just watch Holy Grail twice. So um guys as said please give us suggestions we need ideas we have ideas but apparently some of not all of them are great um (laughs) (laughs) he is archimedes if i had the the power to drop you down right now i would Uh uh-huh i don't have that power but if i did am i wrong (laughs) um the sandlot was a great suggestion thank you very much Uh that was also like our third show so yeah, and it was 126, great. and we're at 126 now. So we've got 126 shows. This, no, excuse me, this is show 127. Yeah, oh, okay, I'll shows. take part of the blame because I did email Derek and I did suggest Sword in the Stone. Ha yeah. ha! Not so, my <laughs> I just need to be the one choosing. So okay, guys, we do have new episodes coming out every Thursday on YouTube and all the major podcasting services for the entire crew: Gina, Kate, Pete, and Steve. Thank you, and we will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. 
If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued.